I like kangaroos. They seem cool. What is happening? And much love from West Texas. I'm Mark Oatman, and by my side in studio is my good longtime friend, James or Jamie Tate. Hey, guys. Jamie and I, we like to rank stuff. Pretty much anything that is rankable, we want to try to rank it. You've been ranking stuff for a minute, haven't you, buddy? I really have. For those of you that don't know me, uh, which is all of you, I think, (laughs) I've always liked to rank things, and this kind of came together funny. But today, we are going to be talking about the best awards. Exciting. Yes, and the best buildings. Weird. Yes, and also along the way, of course, uh, James and I will be sharing some thoughts and stories and uh, tidbits that are uh, candy-assed New York City and L.A. living producers would, would probably rather us keep to ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they would. Okay, so that being said, I want to get this show on the road for okay. everybody. And I'm very excited. I think we should start with awards here. I like awards. Um, this was an interesting one for me, and I'm really interested to hear what, what your list is first. Okay, well, well let's let's jump off into it. Best awards. So I kind of thought about life's kind of been based around sports and stuff like that. I think we all know about the Academy Awards, the the Emmys, the Oscars, the Nobel Peace Prize, the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, oddly enough, virtually everything that you just said were like the first ones that came to my mind. Right. And as you know, I'm a huge college football fan. Right. I didn't even think about the Heisman. Really? When I went, I, it didn't even cross I, my I mind. I really assumed that the Heisman was probably one of yours. Yeah, so most of the ones that went through my mind were, were like the ones you see on TV, like Emmys, right. Grammys, right. Golden Globes, the VMAs, the whatever. The VMAs. Yeah. Huge award. <laughs> yeah. Huge award. Yeah. Like uh, the man, Nick- I hope that's one of yours. <laughs> yes. Is, what were the Nickelodeon Awards called? What were those called? I think they were just called the Nickelodeon Awards, right? No, I think they were the Kid Choice Awards. The Kid Choice Awards. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Sponsored by Nickelodeon, I guess. Is that okay. in your top three? Yeah, no, it's not. It actually didn't make it. <laughs> All right. My award number one. And this is probably in the order that... Hey, can I make a request? Uh, I like to build excitement. Right. So I think we should start from the from like start down the bottom, bottom okay. and then go to the top okay. because I'm no, like to that. build anticipation. Okay. Is, that a, is that a reasonable request? That's reasonable. Okay. Thank you. So my third is the sexiest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is just a phenomenal award. And I have, for two and one, I have a lot of explanations of why I think that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> but this was going to be for me. This was going to be the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Number three was going to be the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I was sitting there thinking yeah, about. Yeah, that's like, cool. I was like, "Is that an award though? Is like being roll, yeah? It is yeah. Okay, that's the Rock and Roll. But the sexiest man alive, dude. Yeah. Do you know how easy <laughs> life would be if you were the sexiest man alive? Maybe, or it might be real hard, dude. There would be, might be a lot of drama the in your life. The sexiest man alive. It There's be, no one in the world that is alive that is sexier than you. Listen, Get out of my face, dude, bro. I, I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'm not telling you that it doesn't sound great. Like, given the choice, yes, I'll take it. But also, I, I do think it comes with complications also. And I did consider this like with what? my list. But okay, but what about Too like. Too many people think you're about, sexy? What about the Forbes richest? List that's whatever. different, dude. That okay, I means mean, I people are going to want your money. Rich. People are going to want your sexy, or maybe they will, which is a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, that's like 
it's like, you know, mo money, mo problems. But they don't like, say but have you ever heard mo sexy mo problems? No, but nope. like mo, the truth the is, is that you and I have no clue. Absolutely and, not. And, and are not going to be in the running for this can't, award anytime soon. Can't do soon. any research on it. Don't really know the perks of being it other than life would – I feel like life would be a lot easier to get things done if you were the sexiest person living in the Dude, world. I, I do have a question for you. Uh-huh. Do you know anyone that – like? I mean, not obviously not personally, but like, can you name anyone that has won this award? Yeah, bro, like Brad Pitt. The only one I Ryan can think Reynolds. of, JFK Jr., right? Yeah, JFK Jr. won it. Uh, the most recent in my research was Michael B. Jordan, the actor that's in Rocky Nine or whatever. Is the he Rocky in Friday Night Lights? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, also to be the sexiest man alive, George Clooney. Mm, mm-hmm. Good things have had to happen on your way. Yeah, that, it's that not like happen. it's not like it's not some plumber from La Mesa, Texas. That's just super good. That's looking. just super good looking. Right. That is the sexiest man alive. Like you've got. You've your your career's in order right, also. Right, Yeah, I hear you. Okay, I like it. Moving on. Okay. My number two is the Medal of Honor. The first thing I think of when I think of the Medal of Honor is whoever has that is like the ultimate badass that's walking amongst us. There's uh, 3,500 of them. It's actually 3,512. Oh. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, Medal of Honor is also on my list, Attaboy. so I can't disagree when I read the definition of this, it is the highest military decoration awarded by the United States government. And it is for someone who has acted in valor in the service of others at risk of their own life. So they risk their life like to save somebody else. They risk their life to save somebody else. Ultimate badass. Yes, like, like you are like the ultimate like real life hero. I mean, and Superman. Yes. Also, like you said, there was a few other interesting stats. Mm-hmm. 14 people have won two of them. Which is, which is that's insane. Yeah, but think about, so, you know, I, I don't know when the first Medal of Honor was given out, but let's call it 1776. Right. It seems reasonable, right? right? right. <laughs> no, that, so I was reading this. Hang on but a in second. Three, no, they were given it. So when I was reading it, this started in the during the Civil War. So it'd be the 1860s. And so it was, I guess it was the first, it was the Army maybe that started the, the Medal of Honor. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was... It was it was in the Civil War when they started giving this award. Okay, so it's been about 150 years, and 3,500 people have earned one. So you're talking about you know basically three people a year are going to get awarded this. That's think, pretty amazing. And think now you're thinking about battlefields back then. Back, battlefields. Ooh, that's in the, some in the bad Civil math. War. I think it's 30 people a year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, this isn't a math list. <laughs> I get you. Um, the uh, Think about the battlefields. The battlefields of the Civil War, the battlefields of World War II, the battlefields of World War One. People were fighting essentially face to face. Well, first of all, I would think that we both need to make a a, a disclaimer that neither one of us are veterans. That's or, correct. Or or can personally relate to this. I, I will say this about the couple of words that we mentioned. Neither of us will ever get a Medal of Honor, and neither of us will ever be awarded the sexiest man alive. Yes, and so I don't. I want to speak like I'm some military no. expert or whatever because it's out of my right. realm. That being said, right. let me tell you what the worst kind of war was like back in the day when like the English people would get mad at each other and they would just get in the field and line up and just like back here we go. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> and out. And we're that. just all shoot. We're just yeah. gonna sh- line up. Here we are. How, here we are. Who, shoot across at each other. How did people decide who was in the back of those lines? I don't know, but I promise you, you and I both would have found a way to be there. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. Just telling a bunch of jokes back there. Okay, uh, so did you write down 
so I, I wrote down some of the perks of winning the medal. Did you write any of those down? I didn't write one. I didn't. I only saw. I saw two of them. One okay. I didn't really understand. I know you get um, an increase of about fifteen hundred dollars right. in monthly pay and pension like, or pension. Yeah. I don't know what that means. When you really. when, when you retire from service, okay. you get an extra. Yeah, regardless, 15, it's like fifteen hundred dollars yeah. additional pension and. Additionally, to what you have already earned. That's correct. Um, and then something about space, a air travel or something. I yeah. didn't know what so, that so meant. Tra- so travel is free under the Department of Defense as a Medal of Honor recipient, and your dependents travel for free. Oh, that is awesome. I mean, that's a great perk. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, when you get out, you've been on those flights before, maybe you haven't, but you've been on the flights possibly where you get on there and they're like, we have a Medal of Honor recipient. First, oh my gosh. Da, da, da. And that's, I mean, I get chill bumps just yeah. saying it. That's so cool. No, the, like, the whole deal is, is so I got some more. without I got, question. Let me tell you cool. some more of these. Okay, yeah, that's about uh, all I have on it. Special commissary. So if you're still in the military, you get special. Is commissary, is that like like the Allowance convenience for, yeah. store, basically? Yeah. Like yeah. that's where you can go buy candy or, or food, cigarettes yeah. or right. whatever. Okay. This, this to me is the greatest. I thought it was going to be the travel. Dependent children are appointed automatically to any service ca- academy they want to go to. Is that paid for? Yes. Do you pay to go to a service academy I, I in general? Know. I don't know. I'm not sure. That I don't I'm going to look into that later But I, But I know everything is taken care of. So your kids, you get a medal of honor, you got two kids. Like they, they can go guaranteed they can be. West Point. Internment at Arlington National, if it hadn't already been achieved. Okay. You be buried there. Uh, you are invited to every inaugura- presidential inauguration and inauguration ball for a lifetime. That is cool. Which is real cool. You get a license plate. <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's awesome. I read something about salute. So you, this isn't a this isn't mandatory, but if 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 you're a Medal of Honor recipient and you're in a room with other servicemen or veterans, it is kind of an unknown rule that you stand up and you salute Medal of Honor winners. Yeah. Again, chill bumps. Gets. Yeah, it's just that award in general. You are the baddest of the yeah. bad, the most respectful of the most respectful in the most important matters in, in right. I mean, literally life and death situations, right. not just you sang a good song or whatever. So, and like, so get it. You would also, the benefits that come along with it, the reputation, the group of Forever. people it gets yeah. you into is really cool. Yep. Okay, okay. So that was your number. Was that your number one? That was number two. Oh, number two. Okay. That's your number one. Now. My number one. The vaunted green jacket. <laughs> Damn it. Is that your number one? <laughs> no, it's my number two. <laughs> yes. I love this. Okay. It's it's the green jacket for me. Number one, obviously, love golf. We both love golf. Love watching it. To me, if I was a professional golfer, that would be the tournament that I wanted to win the most, followed probably closely by the British Open since it's just, you know, it's the Open. It's the first one. It's the oldest. But Augusta. You become to, to hear. Here's some of the stuff that I wrote down. Now, just there's two million dollars that you win. I mean, if you That's win, nice. if you win the if you win the green jacket, you're getting a check for two million dollars. Uh, I would assume, like, if you have a green jacket, you can probably play Augusta whenever you want. You become an honor. You become an honorary member for life. Done. And you have a lifetime exemption into the Masters. Right. So, those two things in and of themselves, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm now a member of no, Augusta. We can go play like outside of the fame and fortune. Like, I mean, for guys like you and I, now not for everybody, right. but for guys like you and I, who, for those of you that don't know us, we our pastime of choice is golf, right. uh, which is fine. But for guys that love golf like we do, just to have the membership to Augusta would be in its own 
incredible. Unbelievable. And a membership to Augusta is a ticket to riches. Yeah, who are you? Who are you like, rubbing who, shoulders you, with? Go sell whatever you want. If you've got a membership to Augusta, I don't care. Go sell anything, right. and everybody you know will buy it from you. That's right. In order to hope to get on Augusta That's someday. That's 100% correct. Like, and like, even if you were bad at golf, just the membership who, to who Augusta. Are, who are you talking to Like while you're there? Bill Gates, rubbing shoulders with him, Warren Buffett. Those are members of Augusta. Yeah. That's, that's wild to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Champions Dinner, the yearly Champions Dinner. What would, would be your meal at the Champions Dinner if you uh, won said man. green jacket? That'd be hard. I'd probably go... Uh, Surely you have to go with fried chicken. I'd go chicken I fried steak. Imagine. I think I'd go chicken fried steak okay, or fried chicken. I can chicken, see that. But, but probably chicken fried steak. Fresh French fries, and maybe like cream spinach or something like that. Maybe cream corn. I okay. love that. Cre- I love cream corn. Yeah. And then I'd go with like a Boston cream pie <laughs> finisher off. And some, and some, I don't really know what a Boston cream pie is. I don't real high end wine with my chicken fried steak. <laughs> oh, that's, and maybe some Miller High Life champagne and beers. That sounds just about right. Cool. Well, man, I, I enjoyed your list, and now that we've got through that, I think mine is gonna be. It's going to be relatively quick because we shared a couple. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start. I'll give you the one we left out of mine, and then I'll give you my other two and just kind of my basic right. mindset or thoughts on them if there's anything to add. But I think we've covered them pretty okay. thoroughly. But number three on my list, which I think, I mean, according to the powers at Google, mm-hmm. uh, this would be the most prestigious award, you're like gonna, a, according to the powers at you're Google. You're going to go with Nobel. Yeah, you? but the Nobel Prize. But – and there are several reasons. Okay. One, I mean, very few of them are awarded. Okay. Mm-hmm. They are also for accomplishments in things that truly matter to, in a material way to the world. Right. It's not sports or entertainment. I mean, you're improving the quality of people's lives or saving lives or improving the world. Right. Right. So there's something to be said for that. So the Nobel Prize, I honestly. Like, I've always heard of it, the Nobel Peace Prize. Mm-hmm. Which Al Gore won in 2007. Does that make you feel better about your pick? Well, he did invent the internet, dude. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it is true. But like, let's listen to some true. of these winners, though. Yeah. This is embarrassing that I don't know how to say this lady's name. Uh-huh. Marie Curie? Curry? Uh, Mary Curie. M A R I E C U R I E. I think Marie it's, Curry? I think it's Marie Doesn't matter. Curry. But she like created radio, I mean not created, uh, discovered radioactivity. She has won five Nobel Prizes. Yeah, like she's. That is crazy. But the, the rest of these is MLK, Albert Einstein, Mother Teresa. Al I mean, Gore. Say what you want, dude. He was the vice president and according I mean, to some invented the internet. That's true. That's true. No, I, I mean, I agree with you. It's, so it's, and, it's, and to be honest with you, it was a little bit of a, it was kind of a give up to be honest with you because I, I, I should have thought of Heisman. I would love to win the Heisman. That would make me really happy. That's what it awesome. should have been. But I, I really, I hate like the Grammys, the, well, dude, I, think, I say I hate them. I don't hate them, but, they just seem cheesy and unimportant to me. Yeah, I, I think, don't know. I think that they used to be more important. I think that the new age of social media and all the wokeness and all the things, it's like it's too much. That, that uh, whole, yeah, that they whole, all have to have like a message behind yeah. it. Like, I do like – and I don't care about who wins the awards though. Right. I like to watch those shows because I like the performances. Yeah, I'm the same way. But, but I'm not trying to care about who – Actually, one or like didn't. Just, just get up there and say thank you. We don't. Mm-hmm. We don't need to hear all the things. Yes, we got it. 
Exactly. And and no one cares what you think about things. You are the – those people it, are the most on, removed. Hold on okay. for one second. Okay. You're an insurance agent uh, in Lubbock, Texas yes. that is recording a podcast right now. That's right. That is talking about how other people need to be quiet because people don't care about their opinion. I find that, that a little bit ironic. No, no, no. no, no. That's, that's right. But we're doing this for fun. They're, they're, they think yeah, you should think the way they do. Right. Which is wild to me. So I'll get through mine. So Nobel Peace Prize, mm-hmm. um, that was one. And I didn't have a ton of stuff on it. But I didn't realize you could win for a lot of different things. Um, yeah. But it's you know physics, chemistry, physiology, medicine, literature, peace, economics. Again, so something so that neither of us will ever, no, ever, ever win. Never, dude. Um, and then I had the green jacket for the same reasons that we had talked about. Um, that's my favorite sporting event in of the year, every year. It's a beautiful place. I love golf. I look good in green. You know that if I won the green jacket, you know I'd wear it every day. I mean, right? I'm wearing green right now. I know. And you look good in it. It brings up my eyes. Um, Here's another thing about the green jacket that we didn't go over when I was talking about it. Like, take away all the actual while you're still playing golf. Your career is made if you are if you right. win the Masters forever. For sure. And I would say, so then we had master, and then, of course, my number one was Medal of Honor right. for, for all the reasons that we talked right. about, and I don't think we need to rehash that. You know, one of the things that dawned on me just about awards in general when I was thinking through this is that realistically, you know, most of these awards that we're talking about, if you're getting this award, your life is probably already pretty awesome. Yeah. No, you know, like you're 100%. with or without the award, your life is probably Already pretty awesome. Probably none more awesome than being the sexiest man alive. Yes. You've and also, awesome but, but then also receiving that award, like, also catapults you, like, gives you more momentum Absolutely. to a new level. So awards are a different thing. Do you have any, like, worst awards? Yeah. I mean, I kind of made a list of what we were talking about, being the Academy Awards, the Emmys. That stuff is... No, dude, anything on MTV, MTV, I'm out on. Anything on VH1, I'm out on. I think this is before we started recording. I'll tell you Uh, this right now. I think the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards, that'd be uncomfortable to get. Let me As a grown man, it'd be uncomfortable to get a Kids' Choice Award. Tell me about a hot sports opinion. I think an Olympic medal is overrated. (laughs) Depends on what it's in. Anything? 100-meter dash. You're the fastest man alive. Who won the 100-meter dash last, last time? Michael Johnson, Usain Bolt. Exactly. Michael Johnson won it last time in 1998. (laughs) You don't remember. That's what I'm saying. But you still get the title of fastest man alive. Yeah, but no one cares. No one really cares. Like Usain Bolt marketing. People in their their world do. But I mean, it's it's, it's a a little overrated. It's overrated, dude. It's overrated. It is. I'll tell you what the most overrated award is. Guinness Book of World Records. That's true. We actually could do that. No, we could. So easy. We could throw a football back and forth and catch it the most times. I don't know about that. I've seen you catch before. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. We could do something. Yeah. We could do something. Like, I watched my kids watch this show called Dude Perfect. Uh, yeah, I love that and show. And there was, like, one episode where all they did was all tried to get into the Guinness Book. Of, brilliant. So, like, they did the longest blindfolded left-handed hook shot. Like, like and it. they just did it till they made it, and then they got in the Guinness Book of World Records. Do you know what the Guinness Book of World Records for uh, eating five powdered donut holes is this is gonna for, like, for speed blow your mind speed it's gotta swallow them the whole way can't have, can any you have milk mouth. or anything nope dry i mean i couldn't do it in five minutes five minutes yes you could it's five dude it's one a minute okay yeah i could do it in about a minute probably 
well, you've ruined this now. You've ruined my, my buildup. <laughs> it was like 17 and a half seconds, which the first time I heard it, I was like, I mean, five donut holes in 17 seconds? I could do that. Yeah, I could just put all five of them in my mouth. Yeah. And then I thought about the powdered. Uh-huh. You get, it'd be like doing crackers. Yeah. Like you're talking about. James, why don't you cut us out? All right, guys. We're going to take a short break, and we will uh, be back after you hear a little something from our sponsors and or just a little bit of elevator music. All right, guys. Our good friend Josh Abbott is having an event here in Lubbock, Texas. It's the My Texas Gala that kind of represents and donates money to Jab Cares. And through Jab Cares, they'll donate all that money back to Lubbock. And so that money is going to stay here. The event's going to be held at the Cotton Court Hotel, and it is October 14th, 2021 at 6 p.m. The attire is Cocktail Plus. I'm not even sure what that means, but it sounds very, very, very fancy. But again, everything stays in Lubbock. All, all 100% of the proceeds will stay in Lubbock. And the dates, again, are October 14th at 6 p.m. To purchase tables, they're going quick. Half have been sold already. Email tabbott at jabcares.org. It's T-A-B-B-O-T-T at jabcares.org. Grab your tickets. They're going quick. And a big, big thank you to Josh for coming on the podcast. And also playing at that deal will be the Panhandlers. It'll be their first time to play live in Lubbock. See you then. All right, guys, we've got a new sponsor today. It's Texas MRI of Lubbock. I'm not sure if you've ever had to get an MRI before. I have when I snapped my knee trying to dunk on an eight-foot goal. But Texas MRI Lubbock is locally owned and operated. They're here in Lubbock at 3501 22nd Street behind Covenant Hospital. I'm not sure if you know this. A lot of hospitals will send you to their own MRI clinics or whatever, and you have to go there. It's much more expensive. It's much more time-consuming. It's hard to get in. Call Texas MRI of Lubbock. They'll get you in faster. It's cheaper. And also, on the back end of that, which I didn't even really realize this, but they use Blue Star Radiology. Their radiology team is the same radiology team that looks at all of the MRIs for the Dallas Cowboys. So you've got great radiologists reading your MRIs. Check them out. If you got to get an MRI, it's Texas MRI of Lubbock, located at 3501 22nd Street behind Covenant Hospital. Thanks. Welcome back, everybody. Again, this is Mark. I'm here with my good friend, James Tate. Much love from West Texas. All right, Eddie. Let's get into kind of the second topic of the day. Okay. Which is, this one's hard for me. Probably going to be a lot easier for you because you like buildings. But we're going to rank buildings. And I'm going to let you go first because I bet you've got uh, more interesting stuff to say than I do. Yeah. This one was actually harder uh, for me to narrow down my list. Yeah, because, I'm, too, I'm too dumb to do this one. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say. I mean, I'm not. You're not An architect. Yeah, I'm sure. not. Uh, that being said, I'm in like the real estate business and, right. con- and you know, to some level, like minor construction remodel stuff. So I don't know. Buildings are cool to me. Right. My dad is a structural engineer. It's kind of how my mind works. I so like let me ask you this. This is a uh, – I've always wondered this. I know we've talked about this. I know kind of about it. But your dad – is the guy who builds or gave the blueprints for all the Sonics. Is that right? Yeah. So when you remember when Sonic used to have uh, their look was they had the what looked like straws. It was kind of yeah. like a real modern yep. look at the straws going up. Uh-huh. So when they went from that to the new look, which is the green 
right. kind of arches right. under the uh, awnings, awnings is yeah. what they're called. Yeah, yeah. When they went to that look, um, Sonic Nationwide hired GTO, as we affectionately refer to my dad, okay. uh, hired GTO um, to do the – this is not going to mean much to you because it doesn't mean much to me, but to retrofit – uh, or all do the design stuff. to retrofit all those structures. That's very cool. That's, yeah. a, that's so, a cool deal. Anyway, yeah, kind of cool. Um, so, yeah. I, so I, Sonic I, is number one on your <laughs> building yes, list. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay, so I'm going to start with number three on my list. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to take a – I'm going to make a bet with you. We bet lunch with me on this. I'm going to bet you've never heard of this. Oh, no. Okay. Falling water. <laughs> you owe me lunch because I did my research and it was ah, on the list it. in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So um, for any of our listeners here that, that don't know, Falling Water is kind of the, the masterpiece of Frank Lloyd Wright. Okay. Um, who up until, you know, not up until embarrassingly recently, I thought that he might have invented the airplane. But it, as it turns out, oh, he is – or maybe he had to do with uh, popcorn. What? Frank Lloyd Wright? Yeah, doesn't that sound like a popcorn brain? No. Oh. No, not okay. at all. Well, anyway. You're Orville Rettenbacher? Re- yeah, something like that. <laughs> that sounds the same. Uh, regardless, so you know, he's a, one of maybe the most famous – American architect. I don't know. So, so like did he do did he do big like big buildings or did he just do like is falling water a building or is that a home? It, it's a home. Okay. And so Frank Lloyd Wright was born in the 1860s. Okay. And no no no, excuse me. Late 1800s I think and then lived to 1960ish. Okay. okay? And he was known for developing or creating whatever the top word is. The prairie style home, okay. which is like the low pitched roofs you see from like, and you see them a lot like in the Midwest right. and like Chicago around there and whatnot. And it's kind of the low pitched roof and and low, you know, linear right. lines. It's let me, it, it let is me, not mid century modern. That was going to be my okay. Question. It is not mid century modern. Okay. But it was the inspiration for mid-century modern. Got it. When, okay. So there's, it's easy to get those confused. A lot of people will think Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright is mid-century modern, and which he, is actually just after him, which was inspired by, by his okay. prairie home. Let me ask you this. Is there is there Frank Lloyd Wright homes in Lubbock? I, I certainly wouldn't think so. Okay. Um, now, there might be some done in a Frank Lloyd Wright style okay. because there are t- – I mean, there's homes all over the – country that are, you Done know, would style. be a style of Frank Lloyd Wright. How many homes did he build? Yeah, that I don't know. But Falling Water was actually, so he had gone through this period in the early 1900s, right, yeah. where he had designed these prairie homes mm-hmm. and and they'd become, you know, am- amazingly popular or whatever. And, and he was, you know, had had this illustrious career, right? Right, right. And then he actually, like, I don't know, I don't, I didn't have enough time to get to dig into this, and it's probably too much detail for this anyway. But at that point, um, he gets caught like having an affair Uh-oh. with one of his clients, oh, no. and like he's kind of a uh, tabloid celebrity guy. Really? Yes. Like he's this architect, but all of a sudden he's got like the public is real interested in his personal life, and he's kind of this 
See, it, there's like some scandal and stuff surrounding it. That he almost wins sexiest man alive. And, no, I, I doubt it. Okay, I doubt it. I don't really know what he looked like. I don't either. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna pull up a picture while you continue. But um, about him. so falling water though he built in 1936. Mm-hmm. So this is the very end of his career. Okay, and it was it kind of brought him back to fame. Like he had been really popular. He would have been a name that we had heard of. I mean, if you were plugged into the architecture world, whatever, still would be a known name. But I mean, this really changed things for him and was like his big comeback and his, you know, masterpiece or whatever you want to call it. Um, But this house is so cool. And I think, you know, it's, it's hard to talk about buildings in an audio space when you can't look at it. It's just, it's like Uh, in the middle of the woods. Yeah. So it's in the middle of the woods in Pennsylvania and he builds it and it's, it's, you know, about 5,000 square feet, the way that they measure it, and about half of that is indoor space. About half of that is um, like patio or veranda space, wow. right? Yeah. And the way that he designed these homes was that they would blend in really well to the, you know, natural topography. Is that the right word? Yeah. Or geography or something okay. of the land? I think topography might be more accurate. Okay. But anyway, so it would, it would be it would mesh well with its natural surroundings, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, and this home is built over this waterfall. And when you look at it, you know, it looks like this waterfall is coming out of this home. It's just really incredible. I mean, it's a beautiful space uh, for me personally. Uh, you know, I think that's probably my favorite home I've ever seen. And so it's it's way up there on my list. That's look, number three for look, me. It looks like a good place. Do you just hang out on the porch mm-hmm. and listen to the water yep. falling? Yeah. And they said in 1936, this is a pretty good little investment. Uh, in 1936, they went slightly over budgeted. They had budgeted between twenty dollars and $30,000 to build this. Mm-hmm. And it ended up costing $155,000. Oh, my So they gosh. just broke it by a smidge. Uh, that being said, it's... You know, I mean, who knows what it's worth until you find a buyer for it. But supposedly, it's estimated to be worth about $10 million today. Good grief. So uh, so that's my number three. Um, my number two is, one, because of the actual structure and its, it's uh, also, beauty. Hang on a second. You, just so we're clear here, you owe me lunch. Yes, I do. I agreed. Okay. At a, at a place of your choosing that... The menu items do not exceed fifteen dollars. Okay. I don't, I'm not taking you to a hundred dollar steak lunch. Okay. Okay. I feel like that's fair. I mean, that's fine. Okay. So you're going back on it now, though. All right. I'll take you to whatever you want, buddy. Uh, th- this is what I've been dealing with for thirty-four years. I mean, you're the one who made the bet. I just agreed to it. Okay. Fair enough. So the second one is is one. You know, it does have to do with the actual structure, its beauty, but but really, to me, it is what it signifies. Uh, what it is a symbol of, and also, you know, what it means to me personally. Okay. And that is one World Trade Center. Okay. And, you know, have you been there? I have. I have. I mean, I, it, and I'm including, like, the 9-11 Museum, the, the Memorial. Is it the Infinite? What the is it called? Waterfalls or whatever they yeah, are. Yeah. Like, it's like it goes into the ground. It's I can't remember what it's called. But breathtaking. It, yeah. I mean, it is one of the most beautiful yeah. buildings I've ever seen in my life. Um, walking through that 9-11 deal, I mean, I'm literally, I'm getting boost bumps just like thinking about walking through there. It was a, that was an experience. Uh, Madison and I went when, when Tech played, uh, Duke Mm -hmm. in New York, we went the second, the day after and kind of walked through there and it was like, like I had to take 
brakes and stuff. It was yeah. it was moving. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, and like when we went through, uh, and this is funny. So I'd actually gone with my former brother and former father in law. Yeah, and we had gone, and, and but we honestly, and we all you know got along, whatever. But we were. We didn't talk the whole time. Right. We were in there for like three hours, and I don't think any of us said a word to each other. Right. I mean, we're just in awe. Madison had to leave some of the rooms. You know, yeah. there's, there's some the intense room like parts. where the you know you watch the movies where yeah. they like sh- tell you everybody's story, right. or like they play some of the phone calls. Man, it's just it Ooh. is like man, it'll it'll get to you for sure. Yeah. That being said, I mean the building though outside of that, like just from an aesthetic, practical um, standpoint, is gorgeous, unbelievable, and also. You know, you and I are are at an age where nine eleven. I mean, I that's probably the first like big world news story that like really had a deep effect. A, a, like a deep impact right. or emotional effect on me. Right. So we were. I remember I was a senior in high school and I was in the locker room getting uh, treatment for a sprained ankle before mm-hmm. school, and I'm sitting in the little cold tub or whatever, and they have the TV on. And I see, you know, World Trade Center and there's smoke, whatever. Right. And I remembered vaguely, like from a long time ago when I was a kid, that there had been some sort of bombing at the World Trade Center. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. And it was not nearly as deadly or anything. Right. And so I thought maybe it was the anniversary of that or something. And they were showing to it. And I remember watching live as the second plane flew into it, yeah. you know, that morning. And I was actually in, in Coach Green's history class. And we had it turned on and we saw the, sec- the second plane. And I remember that. Like vividly, yeah, and, and so that was because everybody know, thought the first one was an accident. When you were watching it live on TV, and then it was like, oh, this isn't an accident, right? And so you know, there had obviously been other huge, you know, right. stories that had happened throughout our lifetime that were you know sad, tragic, whatever, right? But for whatever reason, I mean, I think the time that this came along in our lives, probably like the first thing that we really were able to connect with, yep. you know, so that on an emotional level and from a beauty level and for what the building means and stands for, I think it's is really it's cool. It's breathtaking. And then there's that, that, that mall that they've got like right there next to oh, it. I didn't know that. It is architecturally, again, I don't know much about this. Not, not it, smart enough it to looks talk, pretty but it, to you. it's unbelievable looking yeah. inside of it. Moving on to my number one. Numero uno. Numero uno, the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Is that on your list? No, it was going to be on my list, but it's not. It was there. It was there. Okay, so the Coliseum, I, I don't think that we have to, like, break down the full history of it. I think that's well known enough, right. right? But I started reading through some of these facts, and it's pretty amazing. I mean, I didn't know. They used to fill it up with water and have naval battle shows in there. Oh, my god. They would gosh. fill it up with water, bring boats in, and they would watch the boats battle. That's that's why. Like, they had people in the stands? Yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? That's, I mean, that's I mean, like, I'm that's not trying to see anybody die. Yeah. I mean, it's like sad because people really are. I mean, it was evil. People were dying. They fed people to animals. I mean, yeah. it was evil. So like in these in these battles, in these boat battles, like they're trying to kill each other? Mm-hmm. Is that, oh, my word. Yes. Do you know? So listen to some of these stats. Okay. First of all, it sat 50,000 people. That's crazy. Which – and I – but today, not not based off capacity, I don't think. The way I read this was based off sheer size, not right. seats. Right. But the way that I read this is that today it is still the largest amphitheater in the world. That's crazy. And you think about, like, I mean, one, the, the construction of such a massive facility. Back then. That was able to accommodate all the things. I mean, it had all these, you know, underground um 
chambers where they had to keep the tires. Tunnel. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and I mean, the the technology to construct that for the time it was constructed is unbelievable. Think about the technology it takes to do what you were talking about and filling it with water. Oh yeah, I don't know if we have anywhere now that you can do that with. No. That's you know, call, call your good friend Jerry and see if we could yeah. do that at Cowboys Stadium Feel next the, weekend. The old cowboy that's Death Star with water. Yeah. <laughs> right, I bet Dude Perfect could pull it off. We got to send it to those Dude Perfect guys and get them to get with Jerry and have some boat battles. It'll be the first good battle they've had in that <laughs> stadium in a while. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, it built 72 AD. Okay. Which I'll remind you means after death uh, or. or Anno Domini or something. Yeah. Uh, this is the craziest stat that I read. Okay. And it kind of, after I read this, it made me feel a little bit guilty for making this my number one building of all time. Okay. I'm going to let you guess how many people do you think died in that stadium? Like from gladiator fights, whatever. Dude, I don't, I don't even know how to guess this. I, I would guess 5,000. 4,000. Hundred thousand human beings died in the Colosseum from from the things they were doing in yes, the Colosseum. Like battled or battled another human or battled an animal to death. Four hundred thousand people died in the Colosseum. Oh my word! Is that not insane? Can you imagine? But, today? I, mean, I really don't know. I don't. Can have you a... imagine today's media dealing with that? Oh my god! <laughs> and. Over one million animals. That is insane, Like dude. the Roman Empire, I mean, it is incredible the accomplishments that they made in, right. in all kinds of technology and the way that modern society functions. I mean, they, they built the modern world, right. I mean, realistically. That being said, and we're, and we're, man, ta- and we're they, taking it down. They were like evil, cruel. I'm, I'm not saying every Roman, whatever, but right. at least. A lot of the ones that were in power were, were evil, cruel people. Enjoyed but, death. Yeah. But I think it's just such a you know amazing techno- technological feat for the time. It's still there today. It's still a huge tourist attraction. Everybody knows what it is. Do its they story still, do is they pretty still remarkable. Do, I know this isn't the Coliseum. This is more Spain. But do they still do like bullfights? Is yeah. bullfighting still a thing? Yeah, I think it is. It seems like it'd be illegal, but I think it's still a thing. I mean, that's barbaric. Yeah. But isn't that with, like, the running of the bulls? Don't they run in there and then those bulls have a bullfight? Is no. that not right? No, no, no. Oh. They're, just, they're just chasing folks down. Would you do that? I probably would have. Not now. I got a bum knee. Yeah. Like, it, if at your age, if your knee was in perfect condition, would you do it now? Am I the sexiest man alive in this scenario or not? <laughs> no, at that point, you have too much to live for. No, buddy. dude, I think I'm probably getting run down for sure. That yeah, scares I, I me. Mean, I mean, I wouldn't do it now, but Ten from, years ago, from like any, any age from 15 to about 30, I probably would have done yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same boat. Yeah, cool. So that's that's my list. And I like it. With that, uh, let's uh, take a little break here, and we'll let you guys listen to a word from our very generous sponsors uh, or enjoy some delightful elevator music. We'll be right back. Welcome back and much love from West Texas. I'm Mark. Thank you guys for hanging with us. And James, we just got done. You got to hear my my top buildings. Mm-hmm. Now I'd love to hear what you've got. I, I don't think we had any crossover on this one. No, we didn't. Okay, great. I'd Coliseum very, was close. Okay, I'm very curious to see what you what you've got. Okay, um, I'll go. I'll start from the back. Work forward. My 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 number three on the list is 
not the 16th chapel, but the Sistine Chapel. Before today, did you think it was called the 16th chapel? I mean, no, I've known for, you know, uh, an amount of time, but for a good span for of most my, of your for life, a good span of my life, I thought it was the 16th chapel. Yeah, at, as did I. I mean, yeah. I would think that most people, if they are honest, would say that that is like at least when you're a kid, like it's a 16th chapel, yeah, whatever. And like even now, I know that's not right. But if I were just to, like, bring it up in casual conversation and didn't think about it, I'd probably still say the 16th chapel. And everyone would know what you're talking about. Yes. Because we're dumb. Yes. So, no, a realtor, dude. <laughs> so, so the Sistine Chapel is in the Vatican, which I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I, I, and when I started doing mine, I thought about what would be cool within the Vatican. I was like, there's got to be something just amazing in there. And right. then I got sidetracked on my other stuff and felt good about my so life. So I was going to go to the Vatican in this total, and then the saw the Sistine Chapels in the Vatican. It was, it was built from 15, not the Sistine Chapel, but Michelangelo's renderings were done from 1508 to 1510. He spent time doing those. Have you ever, like, seen... I mean, obviously, they don't have, like, video footage or photographs, but, I mean, it's, like, maybe paintings or pictures, like, or, like... It's, it's wild. I mean, like, he spent, I mean, he had to scaffolding, and like, he, way and up he, and, he, and he laid on his back. And he built the scaffolding. So he designed the scaffolding to do the paintings and That's design. crazy. Yeah, I mean, how many total... Do you, have, do you have any idea, like, how many total hours of work that I have, might be? I have no idea. How many years was it? Two. Two full years of, so of just him. every day yeah. on his back, and they got in a fight. Scaffolding. So that there was two months that he took off during that time because they weren't paying him. So he quit and then went back to work when the I guess a new the leader came in hey, and was paying him or something. You got to like take that. care of number one, bro. That's right. Get that <laughs> That's money, right. boy. <laughs> still talking about that money. So they do. So they still have like the the papal conclaves and stuff like they still have what is that when the, all the popes are there to meet they'll have conclaves meetings in the is Sistine when they Chapel like black smoke and white smoke out and stuff like that I think that's when they're electing a new pope but I don't think they do that in in the Sistine Chapel but okay. they have their big meetings and stuff there gotcha. uh, the big painting on there is that you know he has the nine stories from Genesis and the the most famous one is the uh, the creation of Adam which, which is God that's where God's and touching, touching fingers yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. That's me. That that just that place blows my mind. Looking at pictures of it, I've never been there in person, but just it's just beautiful. Yeah, that's that's really hard to argue with. Yeah. I mean, one, the beauty of it, the story of how it was created, the work that went into it. Uh, it's a you know significant place of meaning to right. a lot of people. and and universally known. I mean, right. it's pretty hard to argue with that being on your list. So here's here's my other question: is, So Michelangelo obviously did that. But did, he was a he was an artist outside of that too, right? He yeah. So I believe artwork. Michelangelo also did the sculpture of David. Okay. Are you familiar with that? I am. He's the one that like all the women go crazy over. Like okay. want to take a picture. He's in, he's in the nude. In the nude. Yeah. And he's like it's supposed to be like the perfect male physique. He like he would have won the sex. Yeah. Whatever. What year was this? Uh, Fifteen. I don't know when the whatever. when that was created. Fifteen twelve. Or whenever sexiest man alive. David was the sexiest man alive Got it. for sure. I like it. Uh, and so I think he's still probably sexiest statue. Michelangelo, alive. the third best Ninja Turtle. Uh, which color was he? Orange. Which weapon? Nunchucks. Nunchucks. No, he was my favorite. I just liked the nunchucks for some reason. Oh, which funny. I also used to think were called nunchucks. None. No, I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not a ninja. Who knows? How quickly do you think I would hurt myself if I were to try to learn very, to use nunchucks? Very, very quickly. <laughs> okay, my number two on my list is the ever famous Sydney Opera House. Yeah, that I considered that. It's one of the most. 
when you see it, you know exactly what you are looking at. It is unique. It is cool. It's iconic. Yeah, yeah, very iconic, and it's got a cool, unique look to it. And it's only 40 or 50 years old, so it's yeah. pretty recent build. It's in the Sydney Harbor. It's kind of the only thing in the Sydney Harbor that's, that's, that's what is a structure. It called? Is it the Sydney – what is it called again? The Sydney Opera House. Opera House. Yeah. I was going to say concert hall. So do, do they – they and have, I assume they have like any kind of concert, any have, kind of so performance they have, there. They have 1,500 performances a year with 1.2 million people that come to watch the performances a year. And then an additional 8 million people come to just see the Sydney Opera House. That's crazy. I think I could do well in Australia. I mean, if I had to move to another country. Why? Mostly because they speak English. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great reason. There's a lot of places that speak English, though. Well, they speak English. Uh-huh. Um they – I like kangaroos. They seem cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Tasmanian devil seems like I would be a friend with it. Mm, I think – I don't is, – is that – Australian for sure. Okay. Is and t- have you ever seen Crocodile Dundee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Australia would be a good fit for me. That would be a good fit for you. Okay. I'm on board with the Sydney Opera House. Do you have any like other interesting facts Not really. about it? it, it to me, it's just – I just know it. Like, again, not a big structure guy, not a big building guy. Don't know much about them. But the Sydney Opera House, everyone like that's one of the few that you could look at. You can appreciate it for its beauty, and you know instantly what and it I, is. And I love that it's just on the it's on the water. Yeah. It's just a cool deal to me. Yeah, for sure. What do you got for number one? Number one, the Great Pyramids. Yeah. That, that to me, is, is the craziest. Took them 20 years to build. The pyramid. Really? See, I would have guessed longer than that, to be honest. Well, with this you. is this is ju- this is just the I guess the Great Pyramid of Giza. So there's three I, structures in there, and I think this one took the the biggest one took 20 years to build. That's insane. I, I would like to see those. I don't have a good feel. Um, I mean, I know they're enormous. So, but like, so, I don't have a good feel for the scale of actually how big they are. So when built, they were 400. It was 481 feet tall. Okay, so that's like 48 stories. So 48, 50 stories tall. Built by hand. Yeah. And and, and how big are – do you know how big the stones or like how heavy they were? The stones, every stone weighed 80 tons. 80 tons? Tons. (laughs) Each stone. That's a lot of work. 2.3 million stones at 80 tons apiece. Yeah. That, again, much like the Colosseum – just the, you know, I don't know what type technology exactly they used. I've, I've seen a few things, you know, there's some uh, simple machines. Right. Uh, some pulleys, some inclined planes. Right. Uh, there was probably some wheels that involved. Was, that was AD. The Coliseum was AD. This was, I, I didn't write it down here, but it's. It, it had was, to be BC, wasn't yeah, it? It was like. Uh, like I think it, I think I looked at this briefly. I think it was like 1000 BC. Yeah, I mean, does that these, seem right? Yes, and these I mean they were using hands and just. I, I wonder how many people died actually building the structure. Oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. So so for 3,800 years, it was the tallest structure in the world. For 3,000 years. For 3,800 years, it was the tallest structure in the world. That is quite the run. It really is. <laughs> Until <laughs> until modern technology, I guess. Here's yeah. here's the most shocking part to me: the openings where the where the like to the get stones, into the tunnels no, 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 and no, stuff, no, where the stones are are meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where they come the together, joints. the joints. Yeah, point zero five millimeters. That's how well built it is. 
I mean, that's it. Really is. I mean, the technology it's that they had for the time, the ingenuity that they had. Yeah. Um, the and and honestly, I mean, you even think about like, for lack of a better term, the balls to take something like that on mm-hmm. at the time. I mean, something that is so enormous. I mean, you, they probably couldn't imagine or picture. You'd never seen anything like it. I mean, that is pretty incredible. The other crazy thing is it was built for one dude. Yeah, I Kutu. wonder. Like, so, so like the I, I really am curious. So the pyramid is enormous. It's right. like 50 stories tall, which I don't know how wide that makes, but it's enormous. But like I wonder like how many actual like square feet of like indoor space there are, like through the tunnels, the tombs, there's the a, chambers, whatever. You, you know look, what I mean? And, and I looked at all that stuff and there's – I mean the inside working is kind of like the Coliseum. It's like just, is it like one hole in there? It's like a tomb or no. is it like like – Chambers and rooms, There's chambers and of mazes and or different hallways yeah. and whatever. It's, it was built for. There was one tomb inside for him in particular, right? And then just a myriad of other halls. Is and it rooms. like if you go on a tour of the pyramid, like you can't? Can you get up close enough to him to touch him? I don't know. Or could you get inside? Do you think? I think so. I think you can go inside. Man, I'm, that might be on my like bucket list. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's up there. Okay, and that's number two, right? No, that's it. That's, oh, that's, that's it. That's, that's number, number one. one. Yep. Man, I'm on board with on, with your list. I think uh, I can fully support every decision you made on your buildings list. <laughs> and then obviously, I mean, we had two out of three crossover on uh, the awards. Yes. So I, think we're, I think we can agree to be on the same page today. And while mine weren't on your list, I think you also Agreed, could, yeah. could, could appreciate the ones on Absolutely. my list as well. Jamie, thank you for being here with me. Buddy, I always appreciate you. It's fun, man. Yeah, this was fun. Hey, to everybody listening, thank you so much for, for putting up with our nonsense. Again, I'm Mark, signing off for my friend James Tate, and much love from West Texas. 